Hey there, and thanks for joining me, Christina Stark, your host and direct selling queen of sparkle for the weekly gem here at my Get Your Sparkle On podcast, where you'll find gems of goodness for your business and motivation to help you achieve whatever you set your mind to. There is absolutely something gratifying about owning a business. Maybe that's why I've been involved in the direct selling industry for over a quarter of a century. Yes, that's right. I started to work for network marketing companies when I was 10 years old. Just kidding. But there is some truth to it. My parents are immigrants from Finland, and when I was a kid, they started their own business with health products. I saw them be passionate about what they were doing. And maybe that's why it felt right to work on the corporate side as well as be a consultant. While owning their business, they had to constantly find customers and share their products with others. And in order for that to happen, they had to hold parties. Each company has a fancy name for it, from nail bars to style sessions and everything else in between. But for today's weekly gem, I'm going to use the term bookings and party interchangeably. So let's get this party started. The three facets I'd like to discuss today are, number one, the why of bookings, number two, that's my kind of party, and number three, the basics of bookings. Number one, the why of bookings. As mentioned, in this industry, whether it's party plan or direct sales or network marketing, the term bookings or parties refers to events where you're going to demonstrate and talk about your products. These events are the lifeblood of your business. In order to be successful and grow it, it's important to make it a goal to book at least two parties from each party you hold. This is a minimum and will keep you at a steady pace. The reason you want to do this is because you'll want to replace the party you just finished with one to continue the business and one as a backup, as well as this introduces you to new customers. Imagine you owning a catering business. You have two events on your calendar for this week and you're counting on them to help with the bills you currently owe. Unfortunately, one of the events cancels last minute. Even with all the reminders, they've canceled, but it's good that you still have the other event to help with the bills. How would you have felt if you only had had one event on the calendar and it canceled, leaving you with nothing and now the additional stress of how are you going to pay off the bills? This probably isn't too far off of an example from what you might be experiencing currently in your business or perhaps maybe in the past. Having an extra party on your calendar is a form of insurance. You want to incentivize the guests who are attending the event to host a party of their own because that creates a full calendar which results in a steady paycheck and a happy you. Which leads us into facet number two, that's my kind of party. Parties can be anything you like. You can have virtual parties run through Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms. You can hold monthly open houses, possibly focusing on a product or training on that specific product. You can have themed parties, depending on what you are sharing, and they're really popular, especially around the seasons or holidays. And even you can have a booth at local fairs and community events. There are also portable parties. This is where you send samples, order forms, and catalogs to a hostess, or you leave them at a busy office, church, or clinic. You'll want to return and pick up your orders after a specific amount of time, such as a week, but no more than two. Fundraisers give you an opportunity to share your product while raising funds for a cause that 
their friends are passionate about. In-home events are great for meeting people and trying out your company's products. These should be simple and a time to have fun. Potential hostesses and future team members are watching you to see if they can do what you do. The more elaborate things are, the more likely they are to look at what you're doing and decide that it's just too much for them. You can choose what types of events work for you, but I do recommend that you try to limit your virtual events to only two per month. You're probably cursing my name under your breath, but I still appreciate you continuing to listen to what I have to say. This industry is about people, meeting people in person and getting to know them. You don't really get to do that through social media. Think about why people go out on the weekends or go to lunch or go grab coffee. People want to build relationships, real connections, and those in-home events and personal demos allow for these opportunities. Give it a go. You might surprise yourself. Of course, a party isn't a party without some games. And in direct sales, whatever type of party you hold, booking games will help you incentivize your guests to get a date set on your calendar. Your sponsor and upline can share some of their favorites, but if you want to see what else is out there, just search for direct sales party games on the web. There are just so many more options beyond the purse game or the dice game, and it's a good idea to have alternate ideas of those booking games to choose from since there's a high probability that you will be demonstrating at a party where some of the same guests have previously attended. And finally, facet number three the basics of bookings. Parties are meant to be fun. It's an opportunity to meet new people, share the benefits of your products, and grow your business. At these events, you'll want to make sure that you are doing the following. And I suggest that you write these down. And if you're driving, make sure that you have somebody else write them down. Here we go. Number one, finding new leads. This means that you're asking questions during the event to get to know who might be interested in hosting their own event. This would be considered a new booking. Number two is planting booking seeds. You're mentioning why it's so great to host their own event, such as the perks they might receive, how much they'll get in half off or free product. Maybe there's an exclusive product that only hostesses earn. You'll want to mention these benefits throughout your presentation or demonstration. Not all at once because you are not doing an infomercial. Number three, you want to answer questions and present the benefits. After they've had a chance to try products or shop through the product catalog, you'll want to offer them the opportunity to ask questions on a one-to-one -one basis. Sometimes people don't want to ask questions in front of a large group. So as you're going over their order, be sure to find those opportunities to help them with their tight budget to get free products or to help have a girl's night out or whatever it might be best for that customer to host their own event. Number four is asking for the booking. Sometimes we're scared to ask for the booking at the close of an event or even during the event because we don't want to be pushy. Since you know that bookings are necessary in your business, if you don't ask for the event, there's a 100% chance of having no events on your calendar. Let them know that your calendar is filling up quickly, even if it's empty, and that you have a few dates available and you want to give them the best chance of getting the date they want. Since you've listened to episode four about calendar blocking, you're already prepared with available dates in your calendar, those boxes of green. 
If you have an empty calendar, it's probably not wise to show your calendar, especially if you've just said that your calendar is filling up, but you do want to place a sense of urgency to get a date on your planner. It can be written in pencil, or I really like erasable pens, and you'll hear why in a minute. And you can let them know that you'll be following up to get more details to them. Make sure to write their name down and a phone number because you'll be calling them for the initial call, which leads to number five, following up. After the guest has committed to booking a date, you'll want to call them to get more information and discuss details. Check out your company's virtual training center for more information on how to hostess coach. If by chance the hostess needs to adjust the date, you're able to make the changes in the calendar since you wrote down the information in pencil or the handy erasable pen. Part of your business should also include a Facebook VIP group. As you meet people, let them know that you have an online group where members of the group receive special offers and other perks. Adding them to this group helps you grow your customer base as well as have a pool of people who love your product and may want to host. This is where you can get some supplemental bookings. These people are your VIPs and be sure to treat them as such. They shouldn't be the only people you share or recruit hostesses from. After a while, they will have all the product they want and you can't sell to people who have too much of what you're sharing. Get creative on how you find booking leads. If you have a product that is wearable, hand out your business card when they compliment that particular product. Get their name and phone number to send them a sample and to follow up. You could possibly offer a bridal registry for your product. Also encourage past hostesses to rebook in three to six months, depending on how quickly your company puts out new product, to make sure that they are the first to preview the new collection. You can start an email address book of customers who want to know what the monthly specials are. You could just create a shirt design that your spouse or partner wears when you travel to promote your business. And don't forget to just plain ask. Don't be shy in bringing up your business and sharing what benefits you've experienced with it. Marketing yourself is a way to garner interest and to get bookings to keep your business moving forward. So here is your one action item for the week. If you've already held your launch party, hold an open house and reinvite people who are not able to make it to your original event. If you haven't held your launch party yet, listen or re-listen to episode five to create your leads list. Make it a goal to get two bookings from the event by following the steps mentioned in facet number three. You want to find new leads, plant booking seeds, answer questions and talk about benefits, ask for the booking and follow up. And you want to make sure that you have your calendar or planner handy at your event to schedule these two events. Make it a goal that for every booking you get, you will book at least two parties at that event. As with any new behavior, it's going to take time to become comfortable with it. If you're struggling to get bookings, have someone be your practice guest and do a mock party. Have them give you honest feedback. Your presentation should be fun, simple, and engaging. Don't get discouraged if things don't seem to go your way at first. Try something new to shake off the dust. Once it becomes a habit, you'll find yourself consistently filling your calendar and you'll be queen of the party. Thanks for tuning in to Get Your Sparkle On and this weekly gem with me, Christina Stark, your queen of sparkle. 
Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss these gems of inspiration and information for your business or whatever you choose to achieve in life. A new weekly gem is available each Tuesday and you can find Get Your Sparkle On in iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. Do you have a question or a topic you'd like me to explore? Send an email to getyoursparkleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me and DM me at getyoursparkle underscore on via Instagram. Join me next time and be sure to get your sparkle on and keep sparkling. Sparkling.